Since we started collecting data in 2003, volunteers have picked up over 475,000 pounds of trash. And so this year in 2022, uh, we're on track to pick up, to reach a half a million pounds. So that's a really exciting, really big number, shows the impact of volunteers in the Adoptive Beach program over the years. And it also shines a spotlight on the how issue, how large the issue of plastic pollution is. Hello and welcome to Lakes Chat, the show that dives into all things Great Lakes. I'm your host, Jennifer Caddick with the Alliance for the Great Lakes. In today's episode, we're talking with Julianne Krupa, the Alliance's Volunteer Engagement Manager. We'll be talking about our upcoming Adopt a Beach Spring Kickoff event and the problem of plastic pollution in the Great Lakes. Hey Julianne, thanks so much for joining us. Hi Jen, thanks so much for uh, having a chat with me. We're loving the beach background. I'm impressed you're getting into the spirit. This is great. We're going to channel summer in this conversation. <laughs> yes, it's a little rainy today, very rainy today, but I'm I'm ready for spring and I'm ready for summer to to hit the beach and and see communities all over the region. Awesome. So, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with the Adopt a Beach program, but let's start with a quick rundown. What is Adopt a Beach? Adopt a Beach is a a free, fun way to get involved with your community and keep plastic pollution out of the Great Lakes. And it's teams of volunteers all across the Great Great Lakes region getting together on their local beaches, having a great outdoor experience, and cleaning up the litter that they find on that beach uh, and keeping the beach clean and keeping plastic pollution out of the lakes. So I know we start off our season with an event called Spring Kickoff, and that's coming up later this month um, on April 20th. It's the weekend of April 22nd to the 24th, which is Earth Day weekend. And, you know, this year I know we're really excited because this is kind of the first year we're able to get back to kind of more normal event seasons. We have a big goal. So tell us about the Spring Kickoff event and our goal for this year. Sure. So Adopt-A-Beach happens year-round, but we do sort of kick off the season, like you said, uh, in late April around Earth Day. And we have a lot of volunteers all across the region that uh, schedule cleanups for that weekend. So our goal this year is to have over 150 cleanups happening on that spring kickoff weekend. But we have a larger, really exciting goal for the season overall that I'm excited to share. So uh When I started the Alliance in the fall, I was doing some digging into all of the data that's been collected over the last 30 years of Adopt-A-Beach and uh, was doing some tabulations and found that over since we started collecting data in 2003, volunteers have picked up over 475,000 pounds of trash. And so this year in 2022, uh, we're on track to pick up to reach a half a million pounds. So that's a really exciting, really big number, shows the impact of volunteers in the Adopt a Beach program over the years. And it also shines a spotlight on the how issue, how large the issue of plastic pollution is. So um, we're really looking forward to seeing people get out again, like you said, a little bit more than in previous years, uh, visit their local beaches and help us reach this goal of collecting half a million pounds of litter from Great Lakes shorelines. That's such a massive number and really exciting to think about the impact of volunteers. Um, you know, I know sometimes our volunteers say, well, does my one cleanup make a difference? And it's clear that over time, this really adds up and makes a big difference for the lakes. Um, 
Tell us a little bit. So if somebody wanted to volunteer with the program, um, you know, what happens at a cleanup? How would they find an event? Um, What's it look like for a volunteer to get involved? Yeah, the easiest way to join a cleanup is to go to adopt.greatlakes.org. And there you'll see a map of the whole Great Lakes region and see all the cleanups that are scheduled around the region. So you can find a cleanup near you, uh, click the register button and uh, sign up to show up on that beach that day. Um, So what it looks like that day is there'll be some instructions on where and when to meet on the beach. You'll be greeted by a volunteer team leader who will welcome the group, check you in, and then you spend some time with your group walking the beach, uh, like I said, enjoying being outside um, and collecting any litter that you find on the shore. Um, You also will be collecting valuable data, which I'll talk a little bit more about. Um, But you, uh, yeah, you see what you pick up um, and cleanups generally last an hour or an hour and a half or so. And then at the end, you come back together uh, for a little bit of wrap up to talk about what you found way the litter that litter that you found um, and then you're you're on with the rest of your day. And what kinds of people can participate in the program? Oh, great question. Yes. Any cleanups are a great fit for for anyone. So we have um, lots of families that come out. We get a lot of great feedback from um, parents and guardians that have that bring their kids to the beach uh, and Kids get really into finding little <laughs> um, bits of things on on the beach. Um, we get a lot of large corporate or school groups that go out as a large group together. Um, we have lots of older adults that participate um, during their free time and get their networks together. So really any age, any group size is a great fit for Adopt a Beach. That's fantastic. Um, and I know we're always looking for more Adopt Beach team leaders. So tell us what a team leader does and how you sign up to be a team leader. Yes, team leaders are are really our volunteers that that really make the Adopt a Beach program possible. So anyone can also be a team leader, and all that means is that you are going to be the one uh, sort of organizing this cleanup. So really easy, same thing. Go to adopt.greatlakes.org. You can register to be a team leader, um, and basically then you can choose the beach and date and time that you would like to host a cleanup, and you can host a cleanup for a particular group in your community or that you're a part of, or you can make it a public cleanup. Um, I hear from a lot of team leaders great stories about people who who travel to their cleanup from, from other areas to, to take part in their cleanup, um, or people who are just on the beach that day, um, asking what team leaders, what they're doing, and they join the cleanup as well. Uh, And we provide all the resources to team leaders that they need to to start a cleanup. So if if you're thinking maybe that sounds like a lot, don't worry, we have um, a how-to guide that really walks you through every single step of how to prepare and host a cleanup. Yeah, I think we really make it as easy as possible. And it's it's such a great way for different kinds of groups looking for service opportunities or people who want to get involved in their community to to do create an event that that really is accessible to anybody. Absolutely. Yes, there's always uh, we always need more team leaders uh, to to bring Adopt Beach to their to their community. So, yeah, again, adopt.greatlakes.org. You can sign up to be a team leader and access all of the team leader resources to learn more. 
Nice. And so you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, and I want to ask you about that. You know, the volunteers collect data, which sounds kind of hard, but it's not. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about that data collection, like how it actually works in an event. Is it complicated? And, you know, what kind of, yeah, how, do, how does the data collection work? What does that look like? Yeah, it's super easy. If you can make tally marks, you can collect data for our adopt beach cleanups. Um, and the data collection is what makes adopt beach cleanups unique. So as volunteers are cleaning the beach, they're also keeping track of what they're picking up. So each sort of small volunteer group will have a data sheet with them that lists a lot of the common litter items found on the beach. And as you pick up items, you just make a tally mark next to that item that you find. So if you pick up two plastic bottles, two tally marks next to plastic bottles. If you pick up, uh, you know, uh, paper plates or napkins, they'll be t you just tally mark next to those. At the end of the cleanup, all that data gets given back to the team leader that then is able to enter it into the database that he, we here at the Alliance for the Great Lakes keep track of. And so we have data from coastal litter stretching all the way back to 2003. So we're a really able to use this data and see a big collective picture of coastal pollution over time. And this is really, um, really powerful. You know, that's more data than a single researcher or a single community could collect by themselves. So. As an adoptive beach volunteer, you're not only cleaning up your local beach, you're also becoming a community scientist and contributing to this huge data set that spans across the entire region. Yeah, and I think that's um, you know another interesting reason why we need volunteers across the whole region, right? Because we want to understand what's happening on every lake. You know, I've had some people ask and say, "Well, it was Adopt a Beach only in this certain city or certain location," but um, I know we're always looking for volunteers across all five lakes. And part of that is we want to keep our beaches clean, but the other part is you know being able to provide this robust data set. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, yes, we've got, uh, you know, adopt, like you mentioned, adopt a beach is pretty, really well established in certain areas, but um, we are really looking to create this holistic picture, which means, yeah, we need involvement from all eight states and all, uh, all five Great Lakes. And so now you have all this, we have all this data, sort of almost, I think it's almost 20 years worth of data. The program's been around for about 30 years, but we didn't start collecting data in an online database until the early 2000s. So, um, what kind of trends do we have we seen through this big data set? Yeah, there, there's all kinds of trends and you can kind of drill down into the data in a lot of different ways. I think the trend or takeaway that I that really jumps out to me is so scientists and researchers have studied ocean plastic pollution for a really long time. Um, but there is less data and only more recent studies on Great Lakes plastic pollution. And one of the things that our data set shows is that Great Lakes plastic pollution is different than ocean plastic pollution. So on the coast and the ocean, we're seeing a lot of plastic pollution from um, shipping and manufacturing. In the Great Lakes, the plastic pollution we're seeing is largely from uh, visitors to the beach um, or plastic pollution that is getting blown into the Great Lakes or onto the beach from 
from other locations in the surrounding areas. And that's really actionable for communities around the Great Lakes um, to see, okay, this plastic, we know where this plastic pollution is coming from. What actions can we take to, to mitigate plastic ending up in the beaches and, and in the lakes, and then by extension into our drinking water? Um, so that's sort of, I think, the biggest takeaway and trend from our data set. Um, but it's been used by communities and researchers all across the Great Lakes for, for all kinds of different studies that, that they're working on. Yeah, and that plastic, right, that's left on the beach eventually breaks down and ends up in the water um, and keeps breaking down into smaller and smaller pieces um, called microplastics. And, you know, the Great Lakes, which is a huge difference from the ocean, it's a drinking water. Um, so explain a little bit about microplastics and why they're a problem. Yeah, so um, because of the way plastic is is made, it's not... Uh, it's not biodegradable and it truly never completely breaks down and re-enters the uh, natural cycles like in the same way an apple core would. Um, it only, it simply breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces, like you mentioned, that are called microplastics. And these are micro, so really small, even smaller than we can see, break down into even smaller than we can see with our eyes. And these microplastics are, are really pervasive and they they, like you said, um, have been found in, in our drinking water. And people ask me a lot, well, what does that mean? And the answer is we, we really don't know the effects of this yet. Their research is, is just now starting to get underway on the human health implications of microplastics in, in our food chains and in our drinking water. And so adopt beach also really functions as a really important program just for spreading the word about plastic pollution as an issue um, and sort of raising this to the forefront of people's minds, because I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about human health implications of plastics in the coming years. Yeah, you know, I, I've always, I know we've both had this situation happen with beach cleanups where volunteers show up they come expecting a beach that looks visibly dirty, right? They, they expect piles of trash that they're going to pick up and they expect to be picking up, you know, a bazillion pounds of trash. Um, and they're ironically a little disappointed, right? <laughs> they came to clean up trash. They don't see a lot on the beach. And I know we always tell them like, take your supplies, go out and start looking. And they t still find a lot of stuff that we call tiny trash. So talk a little bit about like what exactly it is that volunteers find on beaches, you know, that that is so um, kind of insidious and, and really damaging to the lakes. Yeah, that's exactly right. I There's lots of experiences like that where you're like, oh, the beach looks really clean. Um, uh, but then, yeah, you start to look closer in the sand and and things start to appear to you. So we do probably the number one item that we find during cleanups is just this category called tiny trash. Um, and it's plastic that has broken down. It's on its way to becoming microplastic. So it's bits of styrofoam plates, bits of beach toys that have broken down, um, single-use plastic scraps like bits of plastic forks or bags, um, as well as a lot of cigarette butts, actually. Um, it's probably 
also up in the top five item that we find. Um, a lot of people think that the cigarette filters are plastic or, bio, or I'm sorry, paper or biodegradable, mm -hmm. but they actually contain a lot of plastic themselves. Um, and so they account for a large number of, of the plastic that we find on the beach. Um, and so just for some of the reasons why we said it's, you know, it's really important to pick up this tiny trash as well, because that's the stuff that that is on its way to becoming microplastics and and entering our environments and our lakes and and our drinking water. And what's you it's it's funny, whenever those volunteers who are sort of ironically disappointed, they get out there, start looking, they bring back all of this tiny trash. They always I always hear and I'm sure you've heard this before. They say, I can't not see it now, right? It is just like it starts popping out at you everywhere um, when you're at the beach. And, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, I, I've heard that as well, too. You know, you can't stop seeing it then on the beach. And then I've also heard from people then they've gone home to their houses and are still thinking about this and then start to see the plastic that is everywhere in their lives, too. Um, so it is... Looking for the tiny trash itself is is a very eye-opening experience for many volunteers. Yeah, and I um, <clears throat> can't remember the stat right off the top of my head, but it's something like, you know, millions of pounds of, you know, I know the Rochester Institute of Technology did a study and, and they've estimated it's like millions of pounds of plastic are entering the Great Lakes every year. And our volunteers are doing a yeoman's job and sort of keeping it off of our beaches. But, um, you know, the biggest question I know we get at the end of cleanups is like, okay, I'm sort of much more aware of this problem what can I do? You know, it starts to feel really overwhelming once you do start looking around and you see every so much plastic just in our day-to-day -day lives that we don't sometimes think about. So what's your advice? What what can people do um, to, to keep plastic off of our beaches and out of our lakes? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Adopt-A-Beach really is just that first step in, in generating awareness of this problem. We know that it's not you know, beach cleanups aren't, you know, going to fix the plastic pollution overall. Um, and it is a great opportunity for uh, some team leaders to talk about, yeah, what people can do next now that they've had this experience. Um, and there are several, several things. One is to um, sort of take, take some personal actions. Think about the plastics, particularly single-use plastics that you might be using um, in your, your life and think about where you can refuse or reduce your use of those. Um, another is to, uh, we've created, a, is, to, is to get more involved in advocacy in your local communities or at, at a larger level. And we've created a plastic-free Great Lakes toolkit that essentially is a step-by-step -step advocacy guide for people who want to get more involved in this issue. So it'll walk you through things like contacting representatives, representatives or writing letters to the editor or organizing a community group to do more work on this issue. So it's a really great resource for people who want to get more involved on this topic. And then of course, stay tuned to uh, the work here at the Alliance too. You know, occasionally there'll be ways that you can support the work that we're doing um, at certain levels on this issue as well. So there's all kinds of different things people can do after beach cleanup based on their um, the experience that they have and the level that they want to get involved further. 
Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that, that plastics toolkit is a, such a fantastic resource and it, it resources and it has a wide range of things that people can do. And I should note, um, we'll include on our, our webpage for the podcast, greatlakes.org slash lakes chat. We'll have links to all these things that Julianne has mentioned. So how to sign up for events, um, uh, how to be a team leader and also, um, this plastic tool, the plastic free great lakes toolkit. So we'll have all that on there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I just want to, you know, in that toolkit, it talks about a lot, your, your local communities, a lot of the plastics work happening right now is happening at the community level and at the state level. And so um, I think it's easy sometimes for people to forget about local government and local actions. um, But that's, that's where a lot of the work of plastics, plastic reduction is happening right now. So, so check out what's happening in your local community and in your, in your states as well. Yeah, local government, and we see a lot happening in schools, you know, on university campuses, on school campuses. So there's a lot that you can do, um, you know, just right in your own neighborhood, for sure. Yeah. Um, So looking a little bit forward, you know, you mentioned that, so we have the spring kickoff event um, coming up in April, April 22nd to 24. Then people can do cleanups all summer long, of course, but sort of looking ahead, a little preview at the end of the season, we do an event called September Adopt-A-Beach. Um, and so tell us a little bit about that event. And I know it's tied to a larger global event as well. Yes. So this year, September Adopt-A-Beach is going to take place on September 17th. And it just like spring kickoff is sort of the unofficial start of our season. September Adopted Beach is sort of the unofficial end of our cleanup season. And like you said, it's a really special date because it happens in conjunction with an event called the International Coastal Cleanup. And this is an event organized by Ocean Conservancy that coordinates cleanups on this date around the world. So during September Adopted Beach, and particularly on September 17th, you can visit your local beach uh, and know that you know, not only are you going to be joining lots of volunteers from around the Great Lakes region cleaning up on that day, you'll actually be joining a group of of thousands and thousands of volunteers around the world working together um, to to restore their coastal environments on that day. And I know we're always all throughout the year, but particularly on that the spring kickoff event and the September Adopt a Beach event, we're trying to reach a goal, an annual goal of having cleanups on all five lakes and in all eight Great Lakes states. Um, and both events are these really amazing sort of like days of action, right? You know, I think sometimes if you're on Lake Superior or over by Lake Ontario, which is where I am, I know you're near Lake Michigan, you don't feel very connected to the other lakes. But I think those events are really special in bringing people together for one big day where you know that you're out there sort of in in uh, community or in solidarity with others who care about the Great Lakes. Absolutely. Yeah, we hear so many great stories Um from people across the region on both of those dates, as well as throughout the summer, um, people getting their their local school groups involved, or even just their personal book clubs, or uh, or going out with a group of coworkers. Um, so, like yes, like Jen said, I'll reiterate again. Um, yeah, we love to. We always aim for involvement in from all eight Great Lakes states and all five Great Lakes. Um, so go ahead, definitely check out, see if there's a cleanup near you, and if there's not one definitely check out becoming a team leader and setting up one on your own. 
You know, one thing um, it occurs to me that I should ask you about, um, just to kind of put people's minds at ease, I know there's certainly been, we've been, like everybody, carefully following everything related to COVID and, you know, any other safety issues for, um, you know, just being out on the beach, being by the water. And I know I'm pretty sure we have some really helpful safety resources on our website as well that are for team leaders and for volunteers. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yes. So, um a lot of park districts that we work with have lifted a lot of COVID regulations for their outdoor public spaces, as you know, research shows that outdoor activities are among the safest activities you can participate in. That being said, uh, we encourage everyone to follow their local guidelines and their own level. If you want any more information on this and uh, other safety considerations, just general safety, um, considerations or weather considerations, we do have a safety page on our Adopted Beach site that you can visit for helpful links to individual states uh, and more information on all those topics. That sounds great. And so just a quick reminder, recap for us how our vol- how people can find out uh, where to volunteer, either as just a finding their own cleanup or creating an event in their community. Yes, visit Adopt. GreatLakes.org, and you'll see that map of all the cleanups set up so you can find a cleanup near you to join. If you don't see a cleanup near you, you can click on Team Leader Resources and learn about how easy it is to set up one of your own. Great. Thank you so much, Julianne. And I hope this conversation inspires some people to volunteer to help us meet that big half a million pounds goal this year. Um, I think this is going to be a really exciting uh, beach cleanup season. And uh, folks can visit greatlakes.org slash lakeschat for links to everything that Julianne has mentioned in our conversation today. So thank you so much, Julianne, for joining us for our conversation. Yeah, thanks so much. And a quick thank you as well to all of our current volunteers and and all the future volunteers who may be listening as well. Uh, we can't do it without you. So, so thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Julianne. Thank you for listening. On our website, greatlakes.org slash lakeschat, you'll find links to more information about the topics that we talked about today. And you can also sign up for updates to stay in the know about Great Lakes issues and opportunities to get involved. Special thank you to my colleague, Michelle Farley, who produces this podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode drops. Talk to you next week.